Hey everyone, welcome to Lighting the Way, a podcast from Furniture Lighting and Decor. My name is Amy McIntosh. I'm the managing editor of Furniture Lighting and Decor. This is episode 23. Um, in this episode, I spoke with Brad Good um, from Light Styles in Cornelius, North Carolina. Light Styles was our under $2 million um, showroom of the year award winner this year. So, um, I wanted to talk to Brad a little bit about how he organizes his employees within the company because it was something we talked about um, for his finalist profile in our issue. Um, so I wanted to bring that conversation to the podcast. Um, just a reminder, you can shoot us an email at lightingtheway at sgcmail.com with any questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes. Um, and with that, here is my interview with Brad. I'm here with Brad Good, um, Director of Builder Sales and Support for Light Styles. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Uh, good morning, Amy. Thanks for having me. Um, so Light Styles was our showroom of the year winner um, in the under $2 million revenue category. So congratulations on your showroom of the year award. Thanks. Thanks. We're honored. So before we get into the interview, can you just tell me a little bit about your background in the industry and also about um, Light Styles, the, the showroom? Sure. Um, so I started with White Styles in 1999, um, started uh, doing outside contractor sales with them, and uh, it did that for a number of years. Uh, for six years before that, I was with another uh, lighting showroom in the Charlotte, North Carolina market, um, uh, again, working in um, outside contractor sales as well as a, a service manager position. Um, so I would have started that in 1993, and then prior to that had been in the furniture and, and bedding industry, um, and, and actually started working in a furniture store um, when I was in high school. There was a large national chain that was opening a new store in, in Charlotte, and um, that, that was kind of working warehouse, I guess, helping them get that show set up. So that's really where my start in the furniture, furniture, lock with home decor industry started. So it, it goes all the way back to high school for me. Okay. And then Lifestyles. Uh, Lifestyles was started in 1984. Uh, by two sisters uh, in a town called Cornelius, North Carolina, which is north of Charlotte. It's kind of a, uh, a, a small, at that time, it was a, a really small uh, kind of lake town. Um, and they started it in, uh, like I said, in 84. And then it was purchased by a husband and wife in, in 1994, I believe it was. Um, they owned it until 2014. I think when the current owner purchased it, and um, we, uh, I have been with them, like I said, since 1999, and and we, when I started there, it was in a 6,400 square foot building, and now we are, uh, we're in a building we occupy about 15,000 square feet total between warehouse, showroom, and offices. Wow, that's great. Um, so we had talked um, a little bit ago for our print issue about um, kind of how how your employees are structured within 
the showroom. And I thought that that was a really interesting conversation. So I wanted to bring that to the podcast um, for kind of the wider audience. So can you explain to me how you have your employees organized within the company and how this structure kind of keeps them um, invested in the work that they're doing? Uh, so we went through a change about a month ago where we, we restructured our team slightly. Um, but we have, we have been working with for several years. Um, we have a leadership team. Uh, we then have a, had a sales and marketing team, a builder support team, operations, and then what we call uh, our business systems, which was finance, HR, that type thing. Uh, we did restructure about a month ago, um, added a fifth team. Um, so we still have our leadership team. Uh, we changed a little bit and uh, started or turned it into a showroom and marketing team. And then a builder sales and support, operations, finances, and business systems. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we went through a, a transition with new POS software. Um, we went live with the new software on, on May 1st, and we have, have found it really has required someone to head up our our IT and software and hardware team and, and, and that type of thing. So we had to restructure a little bit. Um, and, you know, and what we what we found with this is, among other things, it has, has really helped us organize um, our business, but the the importance that we have for you know each team member is uh, we know that we've got the right person in the right seat. Uh, we know that somebody who wants to specialize in in our builder support where they love working in the industry, but aren't necessarily real keen on on being in a customer facing role. Uh, our builder support team that works with all of our production builders um, is a perfect spot for them because it it really uh, takes a deep dive into dealing with plans and and takeoff selections and dealing with our our larger production type builders. Um, so it's it's really it's really allowed the our team members to do what they enjoy doing um, without having the the stress of of um, you know working something that they that they really just dread and and um, maybe have anxiety over. We, that's the last thing we want. We want our people to uh, to be happy with what they're doing. So um, you know, that has been the, the key to kind of key to our success really with what we've been able to do in the past few years. We we really put a push on growing our business um, in this organization uh, with the separate teams has just allowed us to do that. Um, there's just, there's so many advantages that it has given us on the leadership team and from a business standpoint. Um, but it, um, has, has allowed each individual on, on their teams to really kind of take ownership of, of what's being done. Um, it's, it, you know, when you're working as a, as a business leader or, or um, a director in, in my case in the business, you get a, a, a back office look at things and, and a higher level uh, of information and, and you, we set these goals and, and we know what we want to attain with the business and where it's going to go. Sometimes really big numbers and really big plans can just be hard to comprehend. 
uh, for some people. It, uh, you know, so by breaking it down to the components that each individual team is responsible for and accountable for, uh, it, you know, it puts it in a, in a better perspective for a lot of people. Someone, I, I'm a numbers guy, I work in, in sales. I enjoy looking at the numbers, but, uh, you know, that, that's not necessarily the case for everyone. And, and for us to have a goal that on the leadership team of we're going to grow X number of percent uh, this year and, and we're going to attain this number in revenue, um, that, that, big number is just it's hard for somebody for some people to wrap their brains around um so we break it down into that smaller um that small bite-sized piece that each individual team is is going to be accountable for and um that makes it easier for for people to really see the difference that the work that they're doing today makes in the entire company um it just it just really kind of simplifies everything. Mm -hmm. So why do you think it's important? Why do you think this ownership um, is important? How does that kind of translate to the customer experience, to the employee experience, um, to the overall success of the, of the company? Like why, why is this sort of ownership important? Um, you know, as much as, uh, as, as, it is about ownership. Um, as I said earlier, it's, it's about organization. Number one, you, you know, when we um, when we were uh, working right before the the downturn in 2008, um, you know, we were we had about the same number of employees that we have today. Uh, we we have two more employees now than we did in 2008. Um, but the difference is we're doing twice the annual revenue that we did then. Um, so what working in these teams has allowed is for us to take, um, let's say, our builder support team, where they concentrate on our production builders, our large national builders and, and large regional builders, um, and they're, they'll go in and they'll go into the builder's website and, and they'll um, download selection sheets from that builder and, and purchase orders and that type of thing, and they'll they'll create our orders within our system based on those um, those selection sheets and those purchase orders from the builder, and, and then it, it goes through um, our purchasing and, and procurement and, and all that. Um, they know that when they come in every day, they've got a certain number of builders that they, they deal with, and they know what their day is going to be like, and they know that if they're behind on this builder, they need to to work on them a little bit more and, and they shift things around. Um, but they have become experts in working with that particular builder's customers and, and selections. So um, they can, if they've got a, if we've got a builder who calls in and says, hey, you know what, I've got a problem with this fixture here in the foyer, it's too large and, and the front door when it opens, it hits the bottom of the fixture that person that works on that builder support team knows exactly what fixture it is. They know exactly how large it is and they can go and they can find out, you know, this would be a great alternative for you. Well, this work I've got in stock, I can get it out to you tomorrow. Um, so by doing that, they're keeping that builder extremely happy and knowing that, that that builder knows that they've got someone 
in our office, they can call with any problem they have, and we're going to be able to, to work through that and find a um, find a, a, a amicable solution um, that's going to work for everybody. And, and then they'll turn it over to our operations team, and they'll take over getting that fixture out to the to the job site or to the to the electrician shop or whatever it may be. Um, and that translates the same for the most part through our showroom. Um, the difference that we've kind of seen within our showroom is, is um, back when, before the downturn, when when we had all these people that weren't doing anywhere near the amount of revenue that we're doing right now, we had a great group of people who were great at what they did, but we were all running around kind of doing our own thing and running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Um, I could have you know, I could be in the, the showroom working with a, a homeowner or a customer, and I get a call from a builder that says, you know what, I've got this problem on this on this house. I need a new fixture, and I've got to have it tomorrow for my inspection so that we can keep construction going and this and that. And you know, as soon as I'm done with that customer, I immediately jump in my truck, and, and I'm running out to a job site to take a picture so that this, this builder can get their inspection on the house which was great it it really made for happy customers but was incredibly inefficient Mm -hmm. so now that we've got our teams in place my showroom our showroom staff knows that if they've got an issue out of the house and they need a fixture out there they don't have to worry about that appointment they have a customer later in the day or tomorrow morning where they might have to leave to go take a fixture out to a job site We've got our operations team that we can turn that over, and, and my showroom knows that they can trust that our operations team is going to make things happen and get things taken care of out at, uh, out at the job site. So it's taken an, an immense amount of stress off of everyone's shoulders to know that, all right, I need this done, and we have this team that can do it for me. I'm going to turn it over to them, and I know that it's going to get done. So that's to, to know that even though you've got, even though we've separated into these these different teams, to know that each team has their own function, it makes me incredibly comfortable to know that I can rely on our warehouse to get things done and get things done the way I want them to be done. Uh, as a salesperson, it, you know, <laughs> the stigma of a salesperson is is that they'll promise the customer of the world and, and just rely on somebody else to, to make mm-hmm. it happen. And to a fault, I, I you know, I, I can be that way sometimes, but um, I know that I've got a team that no matter what is needed, they're going to figure out a way to make it happen. So that's, that just, that really does a lot of confidence in, 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 my thoughts of the different teams that that I know that they're going to live up to the same standards that I would want to handle things. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It just um, it, it just really is a a, a, a relief sometimes to to have that confidence. Yeah, that's great. No, I think that's a great example of of efficiency. I mean, the the detail about doing twice as much revenue with essentially the same number of employees is i mean that's a great case study for kind of why a system like this works well so that's awesome 
Um, so can you tell me, this is something we also talked about the last time we spoke. Um, can you tell me about the Golden Light Bulb Award that you have and how that kind of incentivizes your employees to do their best? Yeah. <laughs> the Golden Light Bulb has been, it's been awesome for us. It's just, it's so much fun. So the way it started, um, really kind of started as, as, as half jokingly. Um, a few years ago, I had gotten a, an email from a customer who just was just she, she was raving about one of our showroom designers and and just she could not say enough about um, the job that she was doing. So I got that email and I and I I'm trying to known around the office as being the cheerleader. I'm always the one that that is. Uh, trying to pump everybody up and, and you know, pointing out the good in, in people and, and things that are being done. So, you know, my first thought was I want to share this with the other members of the leadership team. So I forwarded the email to them and I just said, hey, take a look at the, the comments below from, from our customer. I think we should start a contest that, um, for, uh, you know, whose teams get the most most compliments and I, I said I think we should start right now and I'm ahead already you know so it, it kind of it, it started out as a little bit of a you know a joke uh, and and just that competitive nature that we have on on our leadership team um, but we we talked about it at our our, our next meeting and, and our individual teams we all meet once a week um, so the next time our leadership team met um, we kind of talked about it a little bit more and said, you know what, I think this, we think this is a great opportunity to kind of put something in place to really encourage people to um, and, and not so much change what they were doing with our customers. As I mentioned before, we have got a, a great, great team, and there is there is not a single one of them that I would want to, to lose. Um, and so we have a great team, and I think, they were already uh, they were already getting these compliments. We just weren't doing anything with it. So um, we brainstormed a little bit, and we decided that we would call it the, the Golden Light Bulb Award. And we've got a, got a big white board in the hallway, and it's got everybody in the company. It's got their names, and they're, they're within each team. Uh, it's got broken down um, for the different months of the year. And um, we keep track of the compliments that, that we each get. Um, and the compliments have to come from a customer. They can't come from a, another employee. They can't come from a, a vendor or manufacturer. They have to come from a customer. Um, and they have to, they either have to be in, in writing in an email or someone else um, has to overhear it. Uh, you know, we just, we want to put a little bit of accountability to it. Um, so we, we started this, and every time they, uh, they get a compliment, they get a point on the board. Uh, if they get a compliment on social media, where it can be, be seen by uh, a lot of people, well, they'll get two points. Uh, and then we keep track of it, and each month, the person who has the most number of compliments, um, they'll get a gift card. It's just a small, small $25 gift card. It's not a whole lot. But it's something that they all strive for. Uh, and then at the end of each quarter, the team that has the most number of compliments among all of their members, um, they get to keep, we actually made them in a, a trophy 
It's a huge vintage light bulb that it's got a, an amber hue to it. That's a real low Kelvin temperature, so it's got this nice golden glow. It's it's the bulb itself is probably 18 inches tall. Uh, and we, we got a lamp socket, and we had a trophy company make the base for it, and wi- it, it wires up. Um, we can turn it on and off, but whichever team gets the most number of compliments within that quarter gets to keep the um, the golden light bulb trophy. And then at the end of the year, the team that has the most number of compliments for the year, company buys lunch for the, the team, and, the, you know, Pizza party, whatever it, it may be, they get to choose, um, and it gives them things to strive for short, short term as well as long term. And and what we've what we found is um, it has it has really created this uh, this competition between the groups. Um, again, not changing anything that they're doing really, just making others aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, that gives us the opportunity to, to just to celebrate the good things that we're doing. And, and our lifestyles tagline is the ultimate lighting, uh, experience. And it just, it, it just exemplifies the job that we do for our customers and, and we get to share that with them. And, uh, it's, it's really funny when we had first started, I think the first quarter, um, our operations team, which includes our warehouse, they won it for the the trophy for the uh, for the quarter. So they had it back on uh, it was on the warehouse manager's desk back in the back. And I had been talking with somebody, um, and it's it, it, it somehow came up, and and they had said, you know, that's a great idea. Can you send me a picture of the uh, of the trophy? So I went back to the warehouse, take a picture of the trophy, and and one of the warehouse guys was back there, and he saw me taking a picture of it, and he said. What did you forget? What it looks like already? <laughs> and I, I just, I was like, oh, like it was, it was like a stab in the heart. So, uh, you know, I, it's back in the warehouse, and, and the warehouse aren't known to be the, the cleanest place, and so it has a little dust, a little bit of dust on. So, I, you know, I figured I'd give them a hard time about the dust just to, to get back at them a little bit. So I start dusting it off, and I said, you know, you guys are disrespecting the golden light bulb. It's got all this dust on it, and, and all. And, and one of the other guys, he hears the exchange, and, and and so he starts in. He says, "Yeah, well, that's what happens when something stays in the same place for so long." <laughs> I'm like, "You guys are killing me!" But it was just, it was, it has created that kind of fun mm-hmm. um, between us. And you know, we don't, when we have the opportunity um, to, you know, get everybody together to give out the, the monthly gift card and and acknowledge that in front of the whole company then we do it but we don't you know we don't want to interrupt everybody's flow to do that but at the every quarter when we're giving out the trophy then we do get the entire company together and we make a big deal out because it's just you know it's an opportunity for us to celebrate doing a, a doing the job that we are there to do um to such a high degree that you know, it really makes a difference in, in um, the customer's experience. And, um, you know, now it's that, that competition is still there, but it really has become uh, a great way for us to just, just share each other's accomplishments. And, 
you know, when things get busy, sometimes we, we slack off a little bit. Like I had mentioned earlier that we were going through uh, a transition with new um, POS software, and, and it's made things a little bit stressful around the uh, around the office for a couple months. And um, I think our I don't think our compliments were were slipping, but we weren't getting as many points on the board as we had been. And I think it just everybody's getting caught up in in the day to day stuff, and so we just put the you know put the message out there to, that we really want to. Um, you know, look at those compliments again because it, it really made a difference in how everybody felt and, and just, just a, a lot of fun. So uh, what started out as a, as a little bit of joking and, and, you know, some picking between the, the leadership team has just turned into something that we we just we love doing and we you know, everybody looks at the board there in the hallway when they come through there and, and right now I've got to figure out what we're going to do because we've got, you know, it's filled up. We <laughs> don't have any <laughs> for more names. So um, we've got to do something now. I might have to get a second board, but it just, it's just a little bit of, of fun that we have. And um, it just, it's there to highlight what we're doing for the customer. And, and, and just, it's, it's not about us. It's about the experience that the customer gets. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we're, we're there for is to, to really make lifestyle a, a different experience for the customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's a fun incentive to have for sure. Um, so what kind of educational opportunities do you offer for, for your employees to kind of um, maybe enhance their professional development a little bit or their education, their lighting technology education? What sort of, um, opportunities you offer for them? You know, we do do all kinds of things. Um, we are a- ALA members, and um, all of our showroom designers are at some stage of going through ALA's um, certification. Um, we have, let's see, two out of the three already have their uh, lighting associate certification from ALA, and the third one is working on it right now, or she may actually have already gotten it. Um, and then um, the two that already have their lighting associate certification, they're now working on their lighting specialist certification through ALA. And then the third one, as soon as she gets done with the uh, the associate certification, she'll um, continue on to the specialist certification. So. Uh, we try to take advantage of everything the ALA offers. Um, we, myself and the showroom manager, you know, we're constantly keeping an eye out for different podcasts like Lighting the Way podcast and, and um, some of the other things that Lighting uh, Furniture and Core Magazine does, the, the different programs that they have. Um, but we're, we're constantly looking at those and, and we'll send you know, different ones to the others say, hey, what do you think about this? Do you think this is a good opportunity? And, and sometimes it, it it will make sense where, um, you know, if it's if we feel like it's really important and the, all the ladies in the showroom, um, you know, attend whatever webinar it is or, or whatever it might be. And so we'll have to get some other people to cover the showroom floor and that kind of thing. So we, we bounce these ideas off of each other and, and just decide on, on what we think is a good fit. But, um, we 
take advantage of, of anything that we see that comes across. We we subscribe to manufacturers' newsletters. We subscribe to different line sharing newsletters. Uh, we watch the other line sharing their social media. Just looking at at anything and everything that we can to um, you know give us an opportunity to to learn at whatever level it may be, and, and even if it's just an idea about merchandising or marketing or something like that. We, we've gotten several ideas from, uh, you know, social media posts that other sharings have put out there. And um, we just look for anything that that might be, number one, say educational for any of our, our, our people, but um, also, uh, you know, something that they're going to look forward to doing. Because that, that's, that's what we're, we're finding is, is that unless we can be engaged, our people can be engaged in something, it, it doesn't hit home quite as much as we would we would want it to. So we want to make sure that's something interesting that, that our people want to want to take part in. So um, our showroom manager will be going to um, the ALA convention um, this year. Uh, we are members of Lighting One. So uh, myself, their showroom manager, and the owner were at the Lighting One convention there convention before Dallas. Um, so we, we look at every every opportunity that we can to even just get the, the smallest little nugget of, of information from somebody. We're, um, we're constantly just trying to, to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, so finally, you know, you guys obviously have, have kind of you you've put in systems that have helped your employees work um, efficiently and they seem, you know, that taking ownership of their jobs probably, you know, makes them excited to come to work every day. And um, so what sort of advice would you give to other lighting showrooms for finding and also keeping these quality employees that are engaged and excited to come to work every day? Uh, Oh gosh. Well, finding, Trying to find people right now is <laughs> that's a whole <laughs> whole conversation uh, by itself. Um, so I, we're we do have some some positions that we're trying to fill, and and frankly, right now it's it's hard to do. But um, typically, we will you know probably some of our best employees that we've had have have come from referrals from either other employees or, or um, you know, other people that we know, um, just having somebody that they know of that is, is either looking or who might be a good fit or that type thing. So uh, I think that's where where our, our best um, people come from are, are, are just from those associations that they have. But again, right now, it's, it's kind of, it's odd right now. I'm trying to find people. Um, as far as keeping people, though, you know, for us, what what we have found is that the more I think the more input that our our people have, um, then you know, the better we are finding that we are are able to um, serve them and and make them uh, happy to be there, happy to come into work every day. Uh, our, I mentioned our uh, weekly meetings um, earlier. We've got uh, each of our teams meet weekly, and, and during those meetings, um, 
one of the, the well, the biggest part of that meeting is dedicated to um, finding answers to any problems that we might have. So, so we, can, can we, we identify what our problem is, we'll discuss it, and, we'll, and then we'll solve it. So we call it our IDS. Um, and these weekly meetings are a, uh, a complete safety zone. If there is something that, that needs to be said, we're all encouraged to, to, to say it, but um, probably the, I think the biggest takeaway that I, I've that I've had since we started working with these whole team with teams is, is this um, concept of, of identifying, discussing, and solving our, our issues. So so each week, each team is able to, to sit down and we just we start talking about what our issues are, what our problems are, what needs to be fixed. Uh, and of course, when we first started it, those uh, the problems were much bigger than, than what they are now, but it gives each person on the team the opportunity to have input on how things get fixed and to have uh, really a voice in the problems that you see. And, um, uh, you know, without in my opinion, without those teams in place, we just we have maybe some you know the managers and the leaders of that company, and um, if they're not meeting on a regular basis with their their people and finding out what their people are seeing, you know the boots on the ground, um, then then it's hard to really understand all the aspects that that might be going on within the company that that can be can be fixed you know when when you have your your people to get together weekly and can talk about how this manufacturer is having problems shipping this and we've got you know we've got two of our delivery vehicles that are aging out we need to start looking at new vehicles and we've got all these orders that are coming in where we can put them back up you know that kind of thing it really makes a difference in the morale um, of our people. They know that if they have a problem, they can bring it to the leaders of the of the business and say, my point of view is this. And we all just sit around and we brainstorm how to fix it and how to make it better and, and what is it affecting and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, if, I would encourage other people if they are not listening to the the people that are really doing the the you know the bulk of the work in the company. If if you don't have a way to really get their feedback, start doing that because it it will it really will make a difference in in smoothing out the operations of the of the company and and um, changing how people feel about their their job. It just it's been it's been really interesting to watch the comfort levels that that people have had from where we were a few years ago when we started doing that to where we are now and and, and again for people to know that um, if they have a problem that that the leadership of the company is gonna is gonna listen and do something about it, it just it I, in my opinion it it means the world to them. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great advice, and I think that kind of translates across industries, too. I think any sure. any company with employees could um, really, I mean, communication, transparency, just like an open an open door policy, I think, is always 
um, appreciated by by employees for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's all I have. Brad, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This, you're, uh, I really appreciate you kind of sharing what, what Lightstyles is doing uh, from an employee perspective. I think it's a really interesting look at kind of the, the inner workings of a, of a showroom. Um, and I think, you know, you offer some good insights for other showrooms out there. So, um, yeah, so thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I, I, I've enjoyed it, Amy. I'm happy to do it.